We praise God and we bear witness there's no God except He. The title of this khutbah is Who is your God? And I bet you anything, quite a few of you will be shocked because the natural answer, the immediate answer is, what do you mean, who, who is my God? God is my God, the one who created me. But the Quran is full of verses that tell us that millions of people would say that their God is God. You're familiar with the verses that say, if you ask them who created the heavens and the earth, they will say God, but they're going to hell. The verses that say, if you ask them who is the Lord of the heavens and the earth and the Lord with the great dominion and the great throne, they will answer God, but they're going to hell. You ask them, who created you, they will say God. So these are millions of people who recognize God as the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who created them, <clears throat> the one with the great authority, the Lord of the heavens and the earth, but they're still going to hell. Now, I know this is your answer. Who is your God? I'm going to say God is the one God who created me. But we have this, this khutbah is to examine this question and for you to examine your answer. We know that your happiness in this world and forever depends on knowing who your God is and worshiping God. God guarantees you perfect happiness in this world and forever. And this is repeated in the Quran 23 times. Perfect health, perfect wealth, perfect peace of mind, guaranteed. God is the one who runs the universe and is guaranteeing this for you. No problems whatsoever. Read my lips like Bush says. <laughs> no problems whatsoever if you are worshiping God alone, worshiping your God. And you and I are going to detect flaws in us as we examine this question. Who is your God? It turns out, I'm going to give you the answer first, then we'll discuss the, the specifics. It turns out that whatever is reoccupying your mind the majority of the day, that is your God. Whatever you are thinking of in your mind, this is your God. And the Quran explains this very clearly in, in, uh, in specific terms. If you are preoccupied with yourself, what you look like, your shave, your makeup, your dresses, your hair. If you are preoccupied with yourself, what the people think of you, he is a nice guy, she's a nice lady. If this is your concern, the majority of the day, then you are your God. You're worshiping your ego. And we see this in Surah 25, verse 43. 25:43 says, have you noted the one whose God is himself? Or his desires, or his wishes, or literally his self, quote unquote. 
Now, the answer that whatever is preoccupying your mind most of the day is your God is backed up by many, many verses in the Quran. If you are preoccupied with your job most of the day, that is your God, not God who created you. You can say that the one who created the heavens and the earth is God, but your God is your job. If your spouse is preoccupying you more than God, then that is your God, your wife or your husband. If your uh, property or the dollar, the mighty dollar is preoccupying you, that is your God. Now let us look at the Quran and see that what backs up this idea. In Surah 33 verse 41, we say, it says, Oh, you who believe, commemorate God or remember God or mention God a lot. Okay, now the prayer is mentioned five times. The fasting is one month in the year. The zakat is two and a half percent of your income. And so on, everything is limited. But when it comes to commemorating God or mentioning God or thinking of God, there is no limit. It says Kathiran, a lot. And the following verse says, And glorify him day and night. Remember God or mention God or think of God a lot. Glorify him day and night. And I will discuss with you how to do this. We see in Surah 3 verse 191 a description of the believers who are going to head to heaven. God says they are the ones who think of God or mention God or commemorate God standing or sitting or on their side. So this covers all your positions, standing up, sitting down, or laying down. You think of God. We see in Surah 2 verse 200 that you should think of God or mention God or commemorate God just as you mention or commemorate or think of your parents, your own parents, even more. So you can see even more is an addition. <clears throat> In Surah 2, verse 165, the believers are described as loving God the most. Do you see the comparison? You can love your spouse, you can love your children, you can love your job even, as long as God is in your mind the majority of the time. Then that is, whoever you're thinking of the majority of the time is your God. In 64, 14, there's a statement that says your spouses and your children can be your enemies. How could that be? By becoming preoccupied with them. Ironically, if you want a good spouse and good children, you should give your attention to God, not to them. Because God is with your kids as they ride the bicycle in the street, not you. So if you are with God, God will be with your kids and with your spouse. God controls your spouse's mind and heart. And you can guarantee a good spouse if you are good with God. Look at this in Surah 63 verse 9. God is talking to the believers. He says, all you who believe, do not be distracted by your money and your children from commemorating God or mentioning God or remembering God. The word is dhikrullah in Arabic. <clears throat> do not be distracted by your money and your children 
from commemorating or mentioning or remembering God. And this is directed to the believers. In 64.15, we are told that your children and your spouses are a test. Because you become attached to them. So, one of the common gods is yourself. Being preoccupied with yourself. Another common god is your job, your property, the dollar. And we see this in Surah 18. Let me back up a little bit about uh, worshiping yourself or your self being your God. In Surah 18, verse 28, we say there's a commandment to the believers. Do not obey those whose hearts are diverted from commemorating and mentioning God. The, again, the same word, dhikrullah. Throughout these verses, the dhikrullah, otherwise I will, I will tell you if it is different. It says, do not obey, do not follow, do not go with, do not mix with those whose hearts are diverted from commemorating God or mentioning God because they will drag you with them into thinking about something else. You can already see that uh, God is not your God seven days a week. Maybe one day a week. Maybe two or three days a week. Maybe zero. I don't know. You're the judge. But this is the definition. You just divide the day into 100 units instead of 24 hours. 100 units. And see how many of these units you are thinking of God. Is it more than 50%? You judge. This comes as a shock to many of us. But it is also a great blessing because God wills that we know. Because you can fix it right now. If, if there is a problem, if I discover that, I am, that God is my God one day a week, I can fix it right now. And I can pledge that God will be my God every day of the week. The answer to this question may answer your common question, why am I having problems? Also, it will, it will be a good indicator for you when you have a problem. Why am I having a problem? If you dig deep, you'll find that you, you didn't think of God the majority of the day. And I'm going to discuss with you how. If I forget, remind me, because I don't have it written here. How to think of God the majority of the day. So speak up if I finish the but Sometimes I get distracted. We have to find out how we can think of God the majority of the day. Okay. It is now 12.30. I believe everybody's here. So for those of you who came late, I'm going to update this for you very quickly. The subject of the khutbah is, who is your God? And the answer is, Whoever you are thinking of, or whatever you are thinking of the majority of the day, whatever is in your mind, whatever is pre preoccupies you. Okay, I mentioned yourself. In Surah 18, verse 42, we're told that your job, your property, your boss can be your God. 
your boss says we have an emergency here at, at work and you must come here 3 o'clock in the morning for the next 10 days. Are you going to go at 3 o'clock in the morning for the next 10 days? God tells you to pray the morning prayer before sunrise. Are you going to pray the morning prayer before sunrise? I mean, these are, you have to ask yourself these questions. You don't have, yes, you have, you have to pray the morning, every morning before sunrise. What I want to say is that God says you cannot possibly do it every day because sometimes you're too tired, sometimes you're sick, sometimes you're traveling, sometimes you have unusual circumstances. So unless you have unusual circumstances, if you don't pray the morning before sunrise, God is not your God. You have some other God. The criterion is very, very easy. In Surah 18, verse 42, you remember the fellow who had two gardens and he was very boastful and happy, happy with them. I'm fixed. I won the lottery. I fixed for life. Sure enough, a tornado came and wiped out the two gardens. But we, uh, we learned from that that, by the way, I'm going to interrupt my quote here and say, whatever your God is, other than God, you're going to lose it. Guaranteed. If you worship your job, you're going to lose it. If you worship your spouse, you're going to lose her or him. And so on. It's guaranteed. Whatever you worship, other than God, you're going to lose it. Guaranteed. So, and uh, we learned from Surah 18, verse 42. Because this, this tornado came and wiped out the two gardens of this guy who saw, he thought he was fixed for life. So if you idolize your job, give it more attention than God, I guarantee you, you're going to lose it. In Surah 7 verse 190, we see that the children clearly can be your God. In this verse, I will remind you, verse 190 of Surah 7, it says this couple, the wife gets pregnant. And they pray, please give us a good baby, good healthy baby. Please God, give us a good baby. And God gives him a good baby. Then they make the baby their God. What does this mean? This is what the verse says, end of quotation. This means they give the baby more attention than God. The principle holds that whatever preoccupies your mind, the majority of the day is your God. Again, to get all these things, to get the good children, the good job, the good money, the good health, the good happiness and peace of mind, you know the answer. I'm going to remind you again of, of the Gospel of Luke 12, 29 to 31. Seek God's kingship over you and everything else follows. If God is your God, you're guaranteed all of these things. Alhamdulillah, we praise God. We ask that Allah is Allah, and there is no God witness that there is no God except the one God. I hope in your repentance you pledge that your God will be God, the one who created you. Because if you had any deficiency in the past, you, you had better fix it right now with, with this repentance. And you mean it every day. You can take account of what you're doing in the day. Okay, now I want to talk about how 
How do you go about making God your God? The Quran teaches us. When you see your children or your car runs nicely, you say, MashaAllah, this is God's blessing. God gave me this. When you see a beautiful flower or a beautiful sunset or your own fingers, you say, SubhanAllah, God be glorified. Okay, let me start from the beginning. Let me go back now. You're asleep and you're getting up in the morning. When you get up, you get up in the name of God. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Say it in any language you want. The minute you open your eyes, you say, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of God, most gracious, most merciful. La ilaha illallah. There is no God except the one God. This is the first thing you must say. This is the first thing, as I mentioned to you before, that everybody will say on the day of resurrection. When they get up, they will say, 99% oh shit, 99% of the people will say that. It's not a dirty word anymore, so I allowed myself to say it for the first time. I mean, I see it on the TV all the time. You know? of the people, they wake up in the morning, look at the clock and say, oh, we have to rush to work. And this is exactly what they will say on the day of resurrection. So I hope this reminds, I hope this reminds you that the first thing to say in the morning is what you're going to say on the day of resurrection. And it must be, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, in the name of God, La ilaha illallah. So there is, you're mentioning God, when the first thing you open your eyes. You, do, you go do your ablution and do the morning prayer. Now the five prayers who are told in Quran, the five prayers are designed for you to remember God. It says, it says that. It says, do the salat in order to remember me. God says that. And it is the most powerful. It is concentrated mentioning of God. I believe of God. I believe it. Uh, the five minutes of prayer make up for maybe a couple of hours. Don't take my word for it and don't take any chances. But you must do the five prayers. If you don't do the five prayers, you're in trouble already. So you get up first thing in the morning and you mention God. There comes breakfast, you say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You open, you open the breakfast, you start before the first bite. Remember there's a verse in Quran that says, Do not eat from that upon which the name of God is not mentioned. Do not eat from that. And kill me. The word that covers apples and eggs and bread everything. So mention the name of God. Don't forget. You will forget for the next month or so, but keep blaming yourself until every time you eat anything or drink anything, you say Bismillah. So there again you're mentioning God's name. Then you're feeling good. You're feeling healthy. You say Alhamdulillah. Even if you don't feel good, if you don't feel healthy, say Alhamdulillah, thank God, praise God. Just, just find any excuses for heaven's sakes to mention God. Think of God. You see your spouse, you see your children, say MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, thank you God. God be glorified, God be praised. Continuously, just find any excuses to the sunrise and you think of the earth rotating and you say glorify God, God be glorified. This is how, just, just, what, just make sure the Quran teaches you to mention God on every occasion, for reason or for no reason. 
So I'm going to end the subject here. I probably forgot a few things, but we can discuss it tonight in the Quranic study, inshallah. But what I have here now, the tape that I have, is I remember specifically Nagme came to me and said, how come I don't get straight A's? You know, of course, she's a good believer, alhamdulillah. And uh, many other students wonder, how come we don't get straight A's? And my answer to them always was and is that you will get Yes, John, I'm not going to embarrass you. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to mention it. The answer always is that where it counts, God will give you the straight A's. When it counts. And I experienced this in my life, in my own personal life. Where it counts. And the example that we're going to see here is a typical example. This is the last game of the season. The last inning, the last out, okay, two outs in the, in the ninth inning. I believe most of you understand what baseball, understand baseball and understand the ninth inning and two outs and two strikes. <laughs> you know what this means? This means the game is over, right? Almost. So this is now, this was Sammy's finale in this season. And it is a typical story as far as your courses are concerned and uh, even even what is happening to you in life is concerned this is a typical example of the believers what god does with the believers i'm uh, okay I'm, I'm starting at this point where uh, the second out in the ninth inning is going to happen okay and i think it's self-explanatory Yeah. 
ecstasy all on uh, two consecutive plays. One the base hit by Kaliba and one a clutch two out base hit. Poetic justice for Sammy Kaliba who's had pretty close to the here at the AAA. But for Dave Johnson, you have to be so happy for him. A tough luck pitcher all year. A lot of bad breaks to win against T and Doran Taylor, the two tough luck pitchers on the pitching staff. But tonight they come from behind with two out in the bottom of the ninth to give Dave Johnson not only the win, but to set the record with 15 wins is really Special thank you to our comrade and crime in the truck, our producer director, Doug Kennedy, who really holds everything together for us. Yeah, he really does. Without him, we couldn't make this baby work. And they have just turned the lights out on us here at the stadium. We have Dave Johnson down there available to talk to. And there's a good look at him right there. And uh, Davey, can you hear us with everything going on? Yeah. Okay. I'd just briefly like to ask you, partner, what did you say to Sammy after he had the RBI signal? Well, I just said, uh, I just ran off. I mean, I don't even know what I said. I, mean, I just kept going to him for seven years. Seven years since Sammy and I signed together in Greenwood in 1982. We played together uh, almost every season, or at least part of the season, every year since. And we've just become real, real close for the years. And it was great. I mean, he's the one that came through, and well, he didn't give up. And he did the other guys. It's just he was just with a big clutch hit right there. It's longer than I thought. So this is the idea. God will give you victory and the crucial time. So when you get, if you don't get stressed.